All right, so Jeremy, <clears throat> I have a story. Yay! The um, Sunday night, we're, I was doing laundry. Okay. And we also had gotten some packages in the mail, and uh, we had cleaned the house this weekend, and house was looking nice, and we one of the packages was a, they were all Christmas gifts, and one was a book for my niece, our niece, and um. The book was just sitting on the coffee table in the living room, which was all clean. And I was like, well, I don't want it just sitting here cluttering up the living room that we've already cleaned, right? Right. So I was taking laundry down, and I had the hamper, and I had the um, hamper full of clothes. So I was like, oh, well, I can't... We keep the presents in the basement, you know, so I just threw it on the top of the clothes in the hamper, and then I carried it down to the basement. And um, then I put the clothes in the wash. No big deal, right? Except there's a book in them. (laughs) I ran the washing machine. (laughs) And then what happened? My my wife's here, by the way. Uh, And uh, she's going to tell you what happened next. Thank God. Uh, then I hear <laughs> um, as many expletives that you can link together in one. So this is after the full cycle. After the cycle. full cycle of clothes, uh, some screaming and yelling and just kind of gibberish. And when I went to the door, I said, what happened? And still not answering me. There's just lots of swearing and, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> and finally, he comes to the stairs with the picture book. Now it was a hardcover, good size picture book, <laughs> 500 facts about animals that you don't know. So not a small book. And it is just smashed together and all the cover, there's pieces missing and it's just sopping wet because he washed the book with our clothes. Do you know what happens when you wash a book with clothes? I, I know what happens when you wash paper in general with clothes i don't know that i've ever watched an entire 500 <laughs> an entire book fun fact on animals book with clothes no but i can imagine it makes a nasty mess yeah it's it made a huge mess a and, huge mess and did the ink run all over the other clothes did it did that happen thankfully no oh, oh. no it was it was just like pieces of you know like if you imagine washing a tissue and times that by like yeah 20 on the clothes yeah and he's freaking out and he's going it's everywhere i don't know what to do and i'm trying not to laugh because i don't understand how a book that size <laughs> got in the i just laundry. dumped the whole hamper but how did you not hear a kablump like that i was didn't a big hear book. It. it didn't make a kablump <laughs> well so. you're th- i mean i guess the the washing machine's downstairs so i can understand why you may not hear it while it was washing but yeah yeah i don't know how we didn't hear it flopping around and stuff like that but um well, so he washed then the we took a present. nap like didn't we like i don't know take, we don't went upstairs so. or, or something we weren't nearby <laughs> so, so did you get all the all the little pieces of, how many times did you have to rewash the laundry to get all the paper out so what I did and this was her mom's I called idea. my mom <laughs> naturally and it, it did work I left the clothes out to dry um, 
like on we have dog crates down there so i just spread them out on the dog crates and let them dry and and it was really only the clothes that were like 100 percent cotton that it really stuck to yeah so like all my t-shirts and some sweatpants that i had and leggings that she had um it really stuck to them but then everything else like anything like polyester it just didn't really stick to so um I left them out to dry, and then the next day after work, I like tried to lint roll as much off as I could, and then I just put them back in the um, and shook them again, and that helped a little bit, and then put them back in the wash, and it actually like came off, whatever was left seemed to come off, and then putting them in the dryer again, um, with the with you know the the uh, dryer sheet yeah really seemed to take care of it so well, good. it was pretty fun i was trying not to laugh and i have my mom on speakerphone who's laughing and i'm like this is just gonna <laughs> ratchet <laughs> him was, up so was... he was trying not to because he was quite upset and i'm i didn't get upset at all i thought it was, was pretty funny was very <laughs> he was very upset so did you replace the book or are you just gonna wrap that one and call it a day <laughs> here you go merry christmas uh, no happened? i immediately ordered a new book and he threw that one out i believe yeah he threw it out so yeah I look through it that's that's fun it could have ended a lot worse than it did so you did pretty it well. really could have i i thought all those clothes were ruined i hope i hope yeah. i hope bogey never sleeps in the clothes hamper or anything like that <laughs> no but so i didn't know what he was screaming and yelling about because to know Dan is to love him, and when he's upset, the words of what's actually happening don't come out. So you don't get to know what he's actually freaking out about <laughs> right away. And unfortunately, our daughter's deceased hamster is in our downstairs freezer. Who did you think I put her so in the I wash? No, <laughs> I didn't know if like you went in the freezer. And some, I, I didn't know if something Wait. had happened to fluffy <laughs> I, I have questions I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. are you waiting for the ground to thaw for a proper burial why why is the hamster in the freezer uh so the hamster may have died while quinn was at summer camp okay so we couldn't then just bury the hamster because we felt that she needed to be able to say goodbye. So Dan put it, in, put the hamster in a Nike shoebox and then in our freezer in the basement. Right. So we were going to bury yes. her, but yes. we're, we're, we're also lazy and busy. And so we just never got around to burying her. And now the ground's going to be frozen. Yeah. 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 Yep. But but so. Quinn Quinn knows the hamster is dead, right? Oh yes. Oh okay. Oh she knows. Yeah. I she mean the first she week she kept home. going yeah, around I, and camp. patting her. <laughs> I feel like I remember so. hearing about the hamster dying, but I think I would have remembered yeah. if Daniel had told me that he put the hamster in a shoebox in the freezer. I might not have yeah. I don't think I told you that part. <laughs> so yeah, so she resides in our freezer. So I didn't know if something Maybe she dethawed. I didn't know what had happened because he wasn't using words. Maybe. So see, it could have been much worse. Maybe Fluffy came back to life a la Pet Cemetery. See, there you go. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I bet you there was a fun fact about hamsters in that book that got washed, though. 
<laughs> I'm sure there is because there's 500 facts about animals. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, you know, babe, I'm really glad that you could join us uh, to tell this story. I wish there was some way that, you know, we could continue this conversation. Of course. We have a podcast. You have a podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure who you wanted to jump in there, me or Cody. So. I, I know I didn't either. He didn't give me any signal. Yeah. So <laughs> I can delete the awkward silence. Classic Daniel. I think it's good. Okay, theme song time. There we go. That's lovely. Very nice. So we have a guest tonight, Jeremy, our first guest on this show. Yeah. Other than Bogey. Yes. And occasional Dylan. In the uh, background, yes. Yep. Yes. Dylan comments. He's, he's working, so he's not here. Yeah. Okay. Um, th- th- our guest tonight is my beautiful wife, Coley Jones. Hello. Hello. Hi. I'm honored to be your first guest. Yes. Yeah. I uh, also would have been really upset if I wasn't, so there's that. There is that. <laughs> I've got my work cut out for me, keeping up with the Joneses tonight. But on bomb. Yep. So, Jeremy, how was your uh, Thanksgiving? Um, it was pretty good. It was obviously different this year. Yeah. The, uh, Dylan had to work, so I got up super early and gave the girls baths and did their hair the best that I can do hair. They they actually looked pretty good. And we went to Shoto to Heather's house so that we could start cooking because her family was coming from out of town. And they wanted to eat early so that they could go back to out of town. So we ended up eating around 2 o'clock, which really isn't early for me. Traditionally, we generally have Thanksgiving around that time, but whatever. Yeah, um, we do too. So that's what we did. It was it was fun. There was a lot of people in her, her house. And um, it's really only her part-time house because... I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show or not, but she um, she has a house in Helena, which is a, a couple hours away. So this one is just a little rental she got because when she first came, she was only staying in Shoto when she was working and on call, which was only three days a week. So then she'd go back to Helena. So anyway, she doesn't have like a dining room table, chairs, like any of those things. So we pieced it together with plastic tables and folding chairs and it worked out pretty well yeah um, that works out yeah so we both pitched in and cooked and got it done the food was pretty good nobody killed each other and that was pretty much it and me and the girls came home and they took another bath and went to bed pretty early and yeah uneventful what about you guys so we went to my cousins in New Hampshire. So I have two twin cousins and uh, my cousin Stephen hosted and he has a gorgeous new house. Uh, well, it was like around the pandemic that they moved yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, so they've we hadn't been seen in there it. for a few years now. <laughs> yeah, so we hadn't seen it. Um, and he and his wife hosted us and their three kids. And then my cousin Raymond was there with his wife and their two kids. And my mom was there. Um, so I have a pretty small family, but it was really great to get to actually sit down to a meal with them again. We hadn't since COVID. Yeah, so that, it was good to see them. 
That was nice. I got a, first of all, you have two twin cousins, as in like two sets of twins. So you got four cousins. No, I have two cousins that are twins. <laughs> and they and they were both they were both at, at Stephen's house. Is Stephen, one of the yes. cousins. Yes. Okay. Stephen and Raymond are my cousins. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So touching on the whole COVID thing, um, we were able to open up at work at our at our long term care wing of our facility for guests. So we had a whole bunch of guests this year, and that was nice because that was the first time and. Well, since whatever it was, 2020, that that we could have people in there. I mean, nice. they've been able to have guests for, for about a year, but not like family style type of thing. So, Right. So that was cool. Um, so I had to do all the work for that also at the same time. But that worked out pretty well. Okay. How did cooking with your new lady go? Uh, kitchen. It went. I mean, it, it went pretty well. She's her kitchen's pretty small too, and I always find myself in these situations where I'm cooking these extravagant meals in kitchens I'm not used to. So I don't know like which side of the oven works right, you know, because especially in older houses, like there's always something wonky with something. One of the burners doesn't work, whatever. Um, but we kept it pretty traditional and pretty simple. We just had ham and turkey and mashed potatoes and green bean casserole and corn and stuffing and a couple desserts some pie rolls so i did the ham and turkey um in a crock pot in a roaster so i didn't have to worry about the oven and that freed up the oven she she made the mashed potatoes in a crock pot which i've never done before but they turned out pretty good um, so i've been seeing that like mashed potatoes in the crock pot but yeah yeah i haven't tried that don't mess with perfection i don't i'm not gonna mess with my your potatoes. mashed potatoes are Great. Yeah, see that's. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'm kind of traditional. I don't, I don't even have an instant pot. I've never used one. Like it took me years to even come around to the idea of using a crock pot. Now I love them. Um, so I grew up with my mom using a crock pot a lot, and my grandmother. But like instapots or air fryers and stuff, we don't have any of those. Yeah. But I'm I'm used to a crock pot just because my mom, you know, was a working single mom, and you know was super busy so to give us good meals she'd throw stuff in a crock pot yeah see air fryers too i'm i've been against those although heather has an air fryer and it works great i have to admit but there's just not a huge capacity you couldn't like cook for a whole family in one yeah i don't know yeah but we i think we cooked well together especially with all the chaos of the kids running around and her dogs and and everything was done on time and I cooked the turkey and the ham downstairs because there's not enough counter space for a roaster and all the other <laughs> crock pots upstairs. So that was interesting. It it did keep the house from getting super hot, though, so that was nice. There you go. Yeah. Nobody choked. Nobody, nope, nobody choked. <laughs> That's good. That's that is good. good. It is good, yes. Yeah. And yeah. they, the out-of-town family took home most of the leftovers, so I was happy about that because... I have a thing against Thanksgiving leftovers, I guess. I don't know. I'm just weird. Wait, what do you mean? I have a thing against all leftovers. So you, don't, okay. you don't like leftovers, Jeremy? I, I don't in general, no. Like, and it's... So with Thanksgiving in particular, it's just because there's so many of them. And if you put, like, 20 Tupperware dishes full of hot food in the fridge at the same time, like, there's a good chance that one of them is going to go bad. Because um, it's going to warm the entire fridge up to to be too warm for too long, right? And 
people keep that shit in their way longer than they should. But when it comes to leftovers in general, this is my experience. People will like scrape all these little tiny bits of different dishes out into containers, put them in the fridge, and then never actually eat them. So then you're just washing more dishes and still scraping it in the garbage. You're just doing it hopefully three or four days later, but usually, you know, 10, 20 days later. Ew. Ew. Do you guys eat, do you guys actually save and eat your leftovers? Cause that's what I find rare is, is the people actually eat them after they save them. I do. Do he you? Does. Like, do you yeah. take them to work as lunch like type of thing? Yeah. Okay. Or I'll eat them the next day for a meal for dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I use the whole Buffalo. Thank you very much. Yeah. I think there's certain things that people like favorites like lasagna, like tater tot casserole. I'm just trying to think of things that like Dylan would actually eat leftover. But I don't know. I've I've been in situations where there'll be like four green beans left in the bottom of a pot and somebody will freaking save those. And it's just like, why? Oh, no. It's just shit I'm going to have to clean out of the fridge and, and, you know, a week and wash the container anyway. Yeah, no, Cole, you don't like. I do not like leftovers. Yeah. Yeah. There's just. I had leftovers for dinner tonight and she didn't. Yeah, Yeah. it's true. I also had a hair appointment, so I wasn't home. So yeah, it would have been a perfect night so. to have yeah. leftovers. Exactly. I planned it that way. <laughs> like, so you would eat the leftover. Like one pot stuff, like soup, things that you can just heat at one time, maybe. But like if you got to pull 20 containers out to make a plate like you would for Thanksgiving leftovers, it's just too much work, too much of a mess. But what about, okay, so so what about like meal prepping? What about it? That's essentially just leftovers for the whole week. Yeah. Do people, Are you against do people, that? Do people really do that? Yeah, I do. Every once in a while. Do you? <laughs> he says that like every week we religiously meal prep. You sometimes just, meal prep. I sometimes do. You, ba- I mean, yeah. so, essentially you meal prep your lunches. As, most as of far time. as doing it at home, I think it's a good concept. I just think there's too many variables that can come into play. Like you do all this meal prep and Tuesday, like at lunch, Coley calls you and says that so-and-so wants to go out to dinner. Like her mom wants to go out to dinner or whatever. So you're like, oh, yeah. okay, so then what do you do with that day's meal? Do you put it to the next day? And then I just feel like it's a waste of time and effort in the long run. That happens to us all it the time. I know. Lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and this is probably why, like, my parents, growing up, my parents didn't do, like, one big grocery shopping on the weekend. We do. We do all our grocery shopping and try to do it in one trip on the weekend. Yeah. But my parents always would like stop at the grocery store on the way home from work and we always joke that like they live at stop and shop because they're just always there and then they make the meal with the food they just bought at stop and shop sometimes like when we have nights like that where we planned a meal and then we go out to dinner instead or we order something I'm like, oh, I totally understand why my parents operate the way that they do. Yeah. No, I understand it. And, like, when we lived in California, remember, we would do that all the time. We would go, like, that day to go get dinner. Like, what we felt like eating. We didn't plan, like, the whole week. Okay. But then once you have a child, it makes living by the seat of your pants a little bit harder. Yeah. And financially, that's not the safest or best plan to just be going to the grocery store every day because... You blow a yeah. budget, you know. Yeah, you. Yeah. you I, I, I'm a grocery store, grocery store everyday kind of guy, but there's a couple of reasons for that. Um, 
one, I have to go quite a ways to find a big store, like, you know, 60 miles right. one, one way to, to go to a Walmart or to a, a Smith's or a Sam's club or whatever, you know, stop and shop, whatever you want to call it. So we only have little local grocery stores here and in the town I work in. And, um, until probably the last 18 months, there wasn't a huge savings by going to Walmart because the local grocery stores actually were pretty competitive in most of their pricing, especially if you bought stuff on sale, but that's changed. So I do buy a lot of stuff from Walmart and Sam's club now, like canned goods and like spaghetti sauce, noodles, things like that. So that I always have that stuff on hand and then I'll just stop at the store, you know, cause you can't buy a month's worth of milk at once and right. things like that. So that's kind of how I do it. Also, um, if there's too much food in the house, it just gets wasted and eaten. So I don't know. That's true. And then we always forget like what we actually have that we yeah. buy bulk. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, we don't have that. And then we buy more of it. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, we'll, so. we'll buy like, you know, a giant thing of, sticks of butter and then i'll go downstairs and be like oh we had eight sticks of butter no, I'll be downstairs like, i'm like babe do we need any butter and, and he'll be like yeah we need butter and so then we buy butter at the store and then he goes to oh, put that extra blame butter me. oh it's all my fault but if it's on and sale you gotta buy it there's all the butter in the basement yeah i'm yeah. kind of putting that one on you yeah. <laughs> he couldn't find the butter in the basement because it was hidden he, under the dead hamster in the freezer it's true <laughs> it's true <laughs> Actually, and in the wreckage of the book i actually so. put the butter in the in the washing machine with the clothes so That's why they all just slide right on it's interesting about your parents my grandma was a go to the store everyday person too and that's probably where i got into that habit and i wonder if it's because like i'm sure there was but there wasn't these huge mega supermarkets when i was a kid anywhere well right there's that too yeah yeah and there wasn't as many um like preservatives back in the day. So you kind of had to just go pick up dinner because if you wanted it fresh, it, you had yeah. to kind of buy it. Yeah, there wasn't, then. certainly wasn't as much old. freezer stuff. <laughs> no, I just mean like they didn't have lead. They were they were salting their meat and hanging it out to dry. <laughs> know, that's what I'm like, <laughs> like, Whatever. Oh I'm just saying there was some scientific. I didn't know scientific... your parents were like pioneers. <laughs> they were tra- right. they were tra- <laughs> trading the natives for buffalo hides. <laughs> no, but come on, no, you went to the butcher and you got some fresh meat. So yeah. I miss a good butcher. Yeah, you, miss didn't, a butcher. you didn't. You didn't go and get meat and then know that you were going to have it for four more days until it went bad like transit times and stuff that stuff went bad quicker because it had to come on the horse and buggy and you know (laughs) your parents are not that old but i do miss a good butcher we had good butchers in massachusetts there is not a butcher where we live there's that one in marlboro we could we could check it out after quinn's basketball game this weekend but that's still not convenient so I used to go. Well, to it is all the time. when we're in, in town for a basketball game. <laughs> yes, the basketball. How, game. how is basketball going? Not to change the subject, but how is how's basketball? <laughs> oh, going? we could change the <laughs> subject. Just I'm totally fine changing the subject. Um, was basketball around when your parents were were younger, Daniel? <laughs> I don't know. No. Was there did, basketball in the did, pioneer did, days? Did your dad go to school with Dr. James Naismith? 
<laughs> I was just gonna say my dad was friends with James Naismith. Um, yeah, now basketball's doing it. Basketball's going. <laughs> it's, it's going. First game is Saturday. So First we'll game see how is well Saturday. Is going. All right. Yeah, you gotta, we'll see how that goes. You got a Facebook Live that. <laughs> the no. I'll be coaching. I can't be doing that. Well, Coley can. Um, how long is the season? Too long. No, what did I say that? It goes till the end of February. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh wow, that's pretty long. One I'm just, game. I'm longing for horseback riding again. One, one game a week, except they do they do have like Christmas and New Year's off. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Um. But yeah, two practices a week and a game a week. Um, and we had our first combined practice with the other girls team, the other grade three and four girls team in town um, last week. And that was like a real eye-opener for some of those girls, including my daughter, yeah. because she has never competed in a situation like that before like she never played a team sport played a team sport so (laughs) there was it was it was chaotic and stressful for her i could tell just watching her she is my child yeah (laughs) she she, (laughs) that is just my nightmare yeah yeah watching my and i think she's she's realizing that she's like not the best basketball player on the floor which i think going in she thought she would be and um there there's some girls that have been playing a lot longer and they play like all the time they play year round they go to basketball camps and they yeah play on travel teams and everything which honestly i when i was a kid i don't remember playing organized basketball until sixth grade maybe because i couldn't even reach the hoop like i don't know how some of these girls are very good they they don't lower the rims they they can shoot it from three-point line and still hit a shot i don't i never could do that when i was a kid i mean i played in the third grade and if you ask my mom i was the worst player on the team and i own it it's fine and quinn has inherited that maybe no she's not the worst player on the team she's doing she's doing fine yeah, not everybody can be an all-star athlete, and that's okay. Right. So let me ask yeah. this, Daniel. So uh-huh. you're, you're doing this new venture where you're coaching your daughter's team, and yeah. you're among other coaches and other people and, and out in the public eye, and you probably got to, like, introduce yourself and shake hands. How, like, have you taken advantage of that opportunity to, to make any new friends? Um, I, yeah, uh. No. Are you good at making friends? No. Hmm. I'm not. No. I <laughs> Um no, I I've not uh been good at making friends for a long time, really. I and mean, you're my best friend and then I have Joe. Um he's one of my other best friends like uh, other than you two i can't really even think of anybody else that i'm like me specifically we have couple friends yeah but i don't specifically have friends like here's the thing about our couple friends the the women are friends in the couples 
and they will text all the time yes. and they will organize for us to get together. But if it was up to me and the guys, we would never get together. Yeah. Like and the we, two couples would never get together if it if the planning was left up to us. So you had mentioned that you read an article about how how difficult it is for men to make friends and that's kind of what brought that up. So what else I mean, what yeah. did that what, what all did that article talk about? I actually didn't read the article. Oh, okay. I saw the headline. <laughs> and I thought we could talk about it. Like we can. I like it. So yeah, I um I I don't know that I can't make friends. I don't have a real strong desire to make a lot of friends. Like I'm friendly with people, but I'm pretty introverted, especially when I first meet somebody. I do. Yeah, I do. I do warm up and eventually I won't shut up. Um, But when it comes to like other, like you talked about, you know, couples friends, it's not like I would dislike the men in these situations, but I just didn't find it necessary to go out of my way to like be like, Hey, right. The, the girls are, you know, going to watch LuLaRoe live stream for eight hours. Would you like to go shoot pool? Like I just <laughs> could not imagine ever doing that. So no, I don't have a whole lot of like real, real person friends. I started, I, I made a friend last summer at baseball and it was super weird. Like I remember talking to Dylan about it. Because this dude just came up and started talking to me, like, at the first practice, right? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? And, yeah. And Dylan was there, and then, like, this guy had to go somewhere. So I was like, I was like, what's up with that guy? I'm like, why, why, what, what about me says I want to talk? <laughs> and he's like, he's just being nice. So anyway, I did actually start talking to him quite a bit at, at baseball practice and at games. And, um, you know, now we're – pretty friendly like we built um ellie's new playground set for the christian school together and uh we're going to both be helping at a craft fair on saturday and like today i came home and i saw his truck at my apartment and i was like oh that's weird and so i just texted him i asked if he was at my apartment he said yeah he was painting one of the apartments which i'm not really sure how that came about or how he got that job because he's a farmer but anyway um, but then he called me and we talked for like 20 minutes, which was weird. Wait like, a second. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, oh no. He called you? <laughs> Listen. And you answered? <laughs> and you answered? Uh, well, I thought he, I thought he was going to maybe come up to the door. So I had to preemptively prepare myself for that. And you didn't tell him, why are you calling me? Listen. Don't call me. That was a different time, Daniel. If you called me, I would gladly answer and I would talk to you. Okay. And well, as I've said I before, every other week, when, when I said, why are you calling me? I was getting glared at by somebody else that was pissed as hell that I had the audacity to talk to somebody on the phone <laughs> while she wanted to yell at me or something. I don't know. Yeah. So it's true. I don't love talking on the phone, but, but there was a little more to that story than I've ever put out there. Um, <laughs> so that makes me think of, there's this guy, in our neighborhood. Oh, I was going to bring him up. <laughs> There's this guy in our neighborhood who we affectionately refer to as Chicken, Chicken Dad. Dad. No, we'll just call him Chicken Dad for purposes that of was, the story. That was cute how that was in unison, though. That was, that was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, because he has a son who's a couple of years younger than Quinn and a daughter who's like three or four. Yeah. Um, and he lives 
about a mile away um, in our neighborhood, but you know, not a long walk or anything. And um, I guess it's probably less than a mile. I was gonna say a mile's a pretty good distance. Yeah, no, it's probably just half a mile. Yeah, my mom's a mile. Yeah, so just a half a mile away. Um, And they come walking a lot, which. They don't anymore. They don't There's anymore. been a falling out with anyway, the chicken family. Anyway, I don't know what but... happened with the chicken family. <laughs> but anyway, we still talk to them. We invited them to our Christmas party. But anyway, we're having a Christmas party, by the way, Jeremy. Oh, You're invited. Well, thanks. You should. Would you like to come? I would like to, but it's I, prob- o- I probably can't make it. <laughs> it's an open house from 4 to 7. Okay. So if you would like to fly in, <laughs> it just stays as little as long as you want. I might have to <laughs> save that for your, your anniversary party or your reception okay. or whatever it is you're calling that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're so so he would walk by our house all the time when we first moved in and um my dog would freak out cuz he would walk his dog and the kids and because he's got two kids with him they're taking forever so the dog barks and barks and barks so it's like impossible for me not to notice him walking by the house. And so every time I would see him walking by the house and eventually like, I think, did he just, like, come in our yard yes. or something? Yes. Right. He just, like, they were playing in our yard. Yes. And I was like, you know, can can I help you? What's <laughs> up? And so eventually we got to know them. But it would it would just be like, you know, oh, chicken family's here in our yard playing. <laughs> Wait, again. so... So why why the chicken family? This is the part that I've been because they have chickens. Because they have chickens. I see. You can do that in city limits, ch- sir. Yes. Yes, you can only have a certain amount. Yeah, you can only yeah. have a certain amount. I think you can't Six. have a rooster. No roosters. Like no roosters. Yeah. yeah, no roosters. Yeah. So that's why he's um, the chicken daddy and not the cock he's father. Chicken dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. But they were like then. It, it was nicest, obvious. Like do-gooders. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. Well, hey, yeah. Not, hey, so not, here's hey, the thing. Sh- I don't want to like talk bad about. No, people. they're great. No, I'm talking bad about us. They're super nice. We're not. <laughs> we're not. Right. I bet no, you. I bet not. you they got we're more than hamsters in their freezer, people. though. That's that's just weird. <laughs> Chickens. Um. No. So. Yeah, I think it was like obvious. To me, anyway, I don't know. I felt like he wanted to be my friend. And, like, I just, I don't know. I just was not receptive to, like, I was friendly to the guy. And I continue to be friendly to him. He texted Happy Thanksgiving, and I texted him back Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was weird. So have you met met Chicken Mama? Yes. 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 So, yeah. Here's my theory when, when these sorts of things happen. So last winter, uh, we had new neighbors move in when I still lived with Alicia. And I thought they were kind of odd. And the dude kept coming over and bringing like bread and all these other things. And I was really freaked out by it. And I was convinced that they were swingers. Do you think that the chicken family could be swingers and they're just trying to get to know you? That it's never going to happen. No, I don't think no. so. No. I don't think so. I didn't know. I didn't say you would reciprocate, but I just, so that's where my mind, <laughs> th- th- that's whole this whole like right. making friends thing goes. I'm like, well, I'm always so. skeptical. Why does somebody want to talk to me? What the hell could <laughs> right. they possibly want? I, I, what could they I, want? 
I, it's obviously something wrong with us because, you know, I just not, I'm not receptive to making friends with people. Yeah, no, it's weird. Hey. Well, and I have a hard time. So part of it's probably me. You probably could be friends with them if it wasn't for me. But like Chicken Mom and I don't really get along. Like it's surface, right? I can talk right. to anybody surfacely. But we have very different parenting philosophies. And I find as a mom making friends with another mom, if you don't have the same parenting views, it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, I guess so. So I don't really have many mom friends. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's hard for women too as an adult to make friends, especially when you are a mom. Like, so I'm a working mom. So I work and then I have you guys and I'm back in school for my master's. Yeah. Like, I don't have time to make friends. But when, I, when the opportunity presents, I don't know. I've always been one. It either, I either click with somebody right away and I want to be like best friends with them. Yeah, that's what or, I was going to ask. I, actually. Or, I, or I don't click and it's just like, okay. You and Stephanie are, are fast friends. Yeah, our neighbor, like, yeah. directly across, she and I get along super well. But, like, even Harold, her husband, right. is a huge gamer, big retro collector, just like me, and, like, has, um, like, I can talk games with him, and he knows what he's talking about, you know? Yeah. Um, and, like, we have a lot in common. He's a big nerd. He loves Star Wars, loves Lord of the Rings. But, like, and he and I can talk about anything. And we, when we're hanging out, like, we get so along fine. super well. So but, well. But we, would, we just don't ever choose to just hang out. Because you're the both two of us. introverted. I know. So neither one of you will take the step to be the extrovert to be right. like, hey, let's hang out. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. No, and, totally. And Stephanie is super extroverted. Yes. And so that's, you know, my phone was buzzing before we started this. That was Stephanie texting me. Right. So Stephanie's super extroverted. I'm sort of in the middle, depending on my mood. Although Dan will say he's introverted, but when we are in public, <laughs> that is the opposite. And he will talk to anyone and everyone about anything. He makes friends with strangers is because that, I think it won't last. Is that right? A, is like that, it doesn't mean anything. Is that right. more of a nervous friendly. habit, though? No, it's new. Oh, this is new. new. This is not the man that I married. Did, this is, it's a dad thing. It's a dad yeah, thing. Yeah, it is. A, it is a dad thing. <laughs> I'm like setting an example. It's for a dad thing, and it's like we're settled in our town, and like we know, you know, like yeah. he's, he's just po- building he's, that suburban reputation. <laughs> he's, he's networking. He's politicking in case he's got to run for the president of the homeowners association or something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I have a question, and. Uh, I don't know if I'll try to say this in the right way, but so, so Coley, like if you want to go out with, with a girlfriend, just you two, like you make a plan for that. And I imagine you let Daniel know what's happening. Like, do you, do you feel the need that you like have to ask his permission or just run it by him or somewhere in the middle? So it's not permission, but it's definitely like, Hey, it's you a know, courtesy. it's a courtesy. Like, yeah. you know, on this date, like we don't have anything going on. Are you good with me? Yeah you know, going to go do this. Do you do but that often? it's not often? a permission thing. Yeah, permission wasn't the right word, but... Um. Um, no, but I know what you mean. Um, I do it more than he does. Yeah, so that was my question. So do you feel you would... Yeah. And I don't know, Daniel, does it, like, ever irritate you when she does that? No. Do no. you... If, no, because it's not all the time. If Daniel were to start it, doing it more frequently than he does, would it irritate you, Coley? No. I think it would be good for him. Yeah. 
<laughs> I totally support when he gets to go see Joe and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's the you show know. too. I mean, I, I, you know, yeah, and I think that's important. Bed the and I support the show because you get, you know, I love your friendship. The two I know, you, and I want to help foster that. You know, so I've been in, I've just been in situations, and I don't even just mean like with Alicia, but but well, with her, but but other like um, you know romantic oh, relationships too. where. Yeah. I would always hear you need to go hang out with your guy friends and you need to go do stuff. And then when I did, it was like, uh-huh. I'm abandoning my family and I'm, you know, not paying attention. And I was like, Ugh. so yeah. that kind of turned me off for making friends. Um, or I felt it was a setup or it was a trap. Like, like I wasn't really ever allowed. So I've Daniel, I guess I was curious if like, not that Coley does that, but do you, did you feel any of that in previous relationships? And do you think maybe that's why, you're a little more hesitant to, to like actually make plans with people. Um. So, no. I mean, yes, I did feel it in my first marriage for sure. But looking back on it, to be honest, I think she had decent reason to to not sure. want me to do that because a lot of the time was me. <clears throat> wanting to hang out with people from work. Yeah. And at that time, there were a lot of ladies at work that I would flirt with. Yeah. So I could, looking back, like I kind of understood why she didn't sure. really like when I was hanging out with work people. Um, so, no. Uh, I mean, yes. But I don't think that's the reason that now I'm like, you know, hesitant to make friends. I've always been like this. My brother-in-law, when my sister and brother-in-law used to live here many, many years ago, um, he used to invite me out on these guy nights and we would go to Applebee's and we would go to the movies. And, and it was him and a few other guys and me. And I didn't really know these guys <clears throat> other than when we would do this and like he was super friendly with all of them and just he's an extrovert and he just can make friends with anybody and i was just like i don't know what to talk to these guys about like i don't i i was always so awkward at those and that was like 10 years ago so i've always been this way but i think part of it's like you and i both sort of dislike small talk and that's what you yeah. need to do to make friends. Yeah. Well, and you have to a... start with small talk. And, and small talk makes me... I can do anything at work, right? Like, there's a different hat that goes on. I can talk to anybody. I can schmooze anybody. I can do all that. But in my personal life, that small talk gives me anxiety. It just feels like a waste of time. <laughs> it just, I, just, I don't want to do it. If I can't have a meaningful conversation... It doesn't mean every conversation has to be meaningful. But just that, that how's the weather? Or da, da, da. Like, yeah. I, I can't stand that stuff. Right. I it's like I, neither of us are going to remember this conversation right. in, you know, three days yeah. kind of thing. Right. So why are we having it? I won't even and, remember your name. <laughs> right. No, seriously. Right. Yeah, I have to um, do something like four times before I can remember their name. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm awful at it. You're awful at it, yeah. <laughs> so, it's all right, John. Me, I'm, 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 working <laughs> <laughs> I'm working so hard right now to remember all of the girls' names on my team. Um, I did not know straight. where you were going with that. All of the girls' names. <laughs> I was like, all the girls' names all of what? All the girls' names. Okay. Um, <laughs> you no, mean the girls' names d- of the d- six-foot woman that was standing in our living room that I'm not supposed to know about? Yeah, right, yeah. that one. 
Do you think that part of it is... Um, this is going to sound like I'm just trying to stir up controversy, but I'm really not. Um, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate a little bit. But do you think guys are less inclined to talk about, like, macho things, like sports and so, boobs and shit? And so they just don't know what to talk about? I think so. Here's, yeah, kind of, I don't know um, if this is directly related to what you're asking, but speaking for myself, I, I, I've always struggled with, with like self-worth and like, I tell myself that I don't really care if people like me or what they think of me, but in reality I do, even if I don't oh, think yeah, I no, do. Me too. And yeah. because I was never the best looking or the best athlete, like I, I just always felt inferior around other other males, if that makes any sense. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think to a degree I still somewhat have that because I'm not like, you know, a mechanic or a lumberjack. I, I, I'm a cook, right? And um, there's not a whole lot of men around here that, that really have my profession. Like most of the guys on the baseball team or farmers or ranchers or – yeah. At, at the school, when I go to the PTO meetings, I'm there with all the moms and, right. and, yep. um, and I'm comfortable with that now. Like I, I don't really take any issue with that any longer. Um, somewhere along the line, I realized I could be extremely funny. So instead of being a macho man or well, being, I little, mean, Hey, just, I don't, I don't know about extremely funny. Yeah. But well, go on. You wouldn't, I mean, you just, you just don't have that ability to recognize humor. And, um, it's talking about you. So <laughs> you're so funny. So I would start using that in, in place of, of whatever. And, and, um, I don't know if people liked me more or if I just felt more comfortable. So I do that around women. It's a completely different story. I get along with women. Great for the most part. Um, yeah. And they, you know, I, I tend to become pretty friendly with them and, 99% of the time it's not like a romantic thing how however everybody always seems to think it's that way when it's a, a male female relationship which I get right like there's probably been times where the women have had feelings for me that I didn't reciprocate and I'm sure it was, there's been vice versa but I just feel like I can talk to women and 100% be my authentic self and talk about stupid 90s rom-coms or you know watching the 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 golden girls or whatever with my grandma when i was a kid without um having to also talk about how many horsepower my rat rod in my yeah. garage gets right you know what i mean yeah um i i have the same problem i can't like i can't relate to guys on those sor sorts of things and especially having spent the last 10 years before i started this new job um having spent the last 10 years in facilities i dealt with a lot of like handymen and electricians and plumbers and people that like worked with their hands hvac yeah. um uh, technicians and stuff like that and that's a certain type of male that i am not and never will be yeah. um so i was gonna say like <clears throat> do you 
think that this is because you guys aren't, and I'm doing air quotes, like bros. You know, you're not like that. That, that Neither was my one initial of you question. The bro and, type, yeah. Right. And that's the and other so, part. So I'm not a manly man, but I'm also not a dude bro. Like I know sports. I can talk sports, but I'm not like right. that. Yeah. But you're not like that, like, you know, chest bumping, like, dude, yeah. like, neither of you are that. Right. And, no. You know, and I love you both for that. that like an that. example, like the the um, dad of, the, the husband of the other coach, the other basketball girl's coach, uh, Quinn's best friend's dad, um, they're big into sports, all sports. And he had texted me... <clears throat> while back you know when when football season was starting he was like oh we're doing uh football league do you want to be in it and i was like it, it was it was the first time that he had like reached out to me to be involved in something and like uh extended an olive branch almost kind of like you know here's your opportunity to make friends and i was like oh that's a good idea you know, I I was like, I appreciate you inviting me, but I don't know football. Like, I don't pay attention to football enough. And I said, I was like, you know, if you if you do a March Madness thing or you do something to do with the baseball, then let me know. But I, you know, I don't know football. Yeah. So it was just like, it's that kind of thing. I just can't relate on a lot of those things. Even I'm finding in my family, like my family, when my brothers talk and my dad, most of the time, if they're not talking about politics or sometimes TV, most of the time they're talking about sports and they're specifically talking about like UConn basketball, which I just don't watch anymore just because we don't watch any basketball anymore because we don't have cable or, or live television yeah so well, also because there's real sports teams in other states no we like uconn basketball here <laughs> in Connecticut. i'm just saying i came from massachusetts who has but it's championship real sports it's teams funny because <laughs> i even find myself mm, dig <laughs> i it's funny enough though because i do find myself like for some reason in the last, I don't know, since Quinn was born, maybe it's your fault, but I, I find myself being more of a fan of the Celtics than UConn basketball. Because Massachusetts is amazing. But Even also though we live in Connecticut, and it's Celtics a great have state. been pretty good this whole. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say they've been competitive. Where it's been a while since UConn, right. UConn men's at least has been. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I didn't time. understand the UConn thing when I came here. I was like, it's a college, people. Like, we have real sports teams It's in huge in Connecticut, Jeremy. Like, I don't know it's if the, you know. It's but... the is, it is the no, beyond is all in Connecticut. Because we don't, we, we don't have any professional sports. And I was like, sports, oh, because so I came UConn's from, like, it. the Celtics and the Patriots and the Red Sox and the Bruins. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I didn't. I, we have a million colleges in Massachusetts, too, and nobody cares what they're doing unless you went there. <laughs> so. Anyway, I was just getting on how oh, I yes. can't talk about yeah. sports, and now we're just talking about sports yeah like truly (laughs) what what a power move coley what a power move that is (laughs) (laughs) so anyway i don't know i I just think it's it's so do you feel like you're missing out by not having more friends no (laughs) sorry i'm i'm answering for myself yeah either of you yeah daniel i mean i have i have friends but i don't I guess before 
moving here and being married and being a mom and a couple years before that but I had like best friends that I talked to all the time and they were so integral in my life and we saw I saw them all the time and then I moved but you get married and you have kids and you have full-time jobs and it's like I can't have that same yeah life I don't have the same time to devote to it and so like my best friend has been my best friend since I was two and she was three and we are the completely opposite people. Like you can ask Dan, like if you met her, you would not think that we would be friends. She's like an amazing person and one of the nicest people in the world, but we're just very different. Um, but we still like totally have each other's backs. And if we don't talk to each other for like a month, it's okay. And it's not a big deal. But when we come back together, it's like no time has passed. And so I find that more valuable than the day to day just, gossiping or whatever sure don't get me wrong i love a good gossip but it's just more meaningful and i remember my mom when i was growing up she had a small circle of friends and she would say to me like it's really important to foster like those few that are going to be there in the good times and the bad than the ones that are just around for a good time and when you're younger you're like no i want all the friends in the world um but i truly believe that now and so the people that i do actually reach out and foster a relationship with is because they really actually mean something to me. And that's kind of few and far between. I don't have a ton of them. But there are days that I don't text anybody because I'm tired. Yeah. And the person that I want to talk to most, as corny as it sounds, is sitting next to me. And so... Bogey? Oh, yes. Qu- Quinn, exactly. Quinn is there with you guys? I thought she went to bed. Yeah. No, no, no. But it's Bogey. He's a really, really good listener, and he doesn't talk back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I need to get um, a bogey. You need to get a bogey. But, but that's the thing. Like... When something happens, good or bad, Dan's the first person that I want to talk to about it. And so that need for the other friends is not as much because I have him. I think it's quantity over or quality over quantity for me. I think it kind of always has been, like, if I was being honest with myself. I don't have a real strong desire to make friends. If it happens naturally, then, then I'm willing to do it. I have a lot of acquaintances. I have people I'm friendly with. But... Um, yeah, I don't really text. I mean, I probably text Daniel more than anybody, and that's pretty infrequent. Um, let me ask this. You talked about kind of transitioning here from more than friends, I suppose. But you talked about how the person you really want to talk to is sitting right next to you. Do you guys communicate a lot throughout the day, or do you wait to save it till you get home so you have something to talk about? We talk throughout the day. So well, we try. Really. I mean, we we're like busy at much. work. We don't text too much, but we talk at lunch. Yeah. So we definitely touch co- base at lunch. A couple minutes, yeah. For a couple minutes. And then we will touch base on our ride home, even though we're about to go see each other. Um, it used to be a lot more. It used to be like all through the day. And then I had a job where um, I was in the basement, so I had no cell service. And that was a huge adjustment for Dan to mm. not have like constant back and forth yeah um but then it's and then i got jobs that were i wasn't able to be on my phone as much you know i'm in a ton of meetings and i can't really be like what you doing um so that's sort of it but we it will be a couple times in the day or sometimes it's just like how you doing or sometimes it's just an i love you and it's not really saying anything but just that you know we were thinking about each other at that moment so i was um just driving the other night and one of the local stations we have well we only have like one local station but at night the there's the john tesh radio show is on and i don't very often hear it because i usually have my phone plugged in but it came on and 
um, he mentioned that in a recent study or a study done by somebody that couples that communicate constantly throughout the day have like a higher divorce rate because they have nothing to talk about when they get home. So I was just, yeah, uh, I was thinking about that. I get that. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's not an all or nothing thing. It's not like a hundred percent, but (laughs) I just looked at her when I said that. He's like, yeah, I get that. And he looks disappointedly at me. Is something you want to tell me there? Tomorrow you're going to text him and he's going to say, Jeremy said, John Tesh said that you got to leave me the fuck alone and I'm at work. (laughs) No, no. What I mean is like, if you, yeah, no, I I understand that because sometimes um, we'll go on dates and... We'll be, like, talking in the car the whole way to the restaurant. Sometimes we have to drive, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes to the restaurant. And we're talking in the car the whole way there. And I get worried that we're not going to have anything to talk about when we get to the restaurant. We've never not had anything to talk about. But every time that I worry about that, I forget just how wonderful you are at conversation. You're just trying to dig yourself out of dig. You dig in there. I no, agree. Really, we we do end up having things to talk about, but I do worry. I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to stop talking because when we're just staring at each other at dinner, we're not going to have anything to talk about. But, I mean, that's never happened, but we're also very comfortable in silence with each other. Too. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, especially when we're eating something yummy. Especially when we eat something yummy. <laughs> No, I mean, I think it's a good balance, but but it's the same thing. Like, he and I will say anything to each other, so then that just goes, can go any place. Like, you can say the most random thing to each yeah. other. Yeah, yeah. And then it kind of spirals, <laughs> so. Um, oh, and at a restaurant, there's always something going on that can spark a conversation, like, oh yeah, you know, some guy's picking his nose while he's drinking his wine or something. <laughs> Yeah, that's usually the guy right across from me. I thought it was you, but that's okay. <laughs> it, is, it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It usually is. <laughs> um, well, so you've recently started a new relationship. Yeah. How's it going, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, it's going pretty well. Okay. Um, Kind of got off pretty fast and whatnot, so I'm not sure what Are all to like, look at that. Tapping the brakes a little on it, or just so you guys can, I don't know, or what, or, or are you still going full speed ahead? Well, I think we're getting to the point where, you know, we're getting to know the nuance of each other a little better now. So we'll see yeah. what the next couple of months bring and, and whatnot, but it's going well, you know. Okay. Definitely. So I guess that's my, my, my next question then is, how do you text as newly, um, you know, dating people? A lot. And we we work in the same building, so there's that. Right. Um, yeah, so I don't, yeah, I, 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 I guess I don't know if John Tesh is right or not. I do, I do think that, like, it's possible. Like, if you talk about every single thing that happened in your day in real time, and then you know, you get home and you eat dinner and you're like, well, tell me how your day went. And there's really nothing left to say. Cause I feel like you can get into that hole of, if you say something like that, you've already, if you repeat yourself, then they can be like, you already told me that. Then you're like, Oh, okay. Well I'll just shut yeah. up now. 
Oh, I repeat myself. And and then yes, you do. Well, you probably <laughs> you, you probably have a nicer wife than than the last couple of women, not counting Heather that I dated. So <laughs> maybe um, maybe I'm still jaded. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we. You know, like I can tell when she's busy and she can tell when I'm busy and it'll kind of back off a little bit. But Right. And I think we certainly do it less the last couple of weeks and than we did the first four weeks or whatever it was. Well, yeah, yeah. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I think it's just more, you know, more understanding. Do you, do you find that because you work in the same place that you talk a lot about work? Yeah, probably more than than we should, I guess. I don't know. And it's a small facility. Yeah. And No, go ahead. It's just what we have in common. Now, she she only works one day a week that I work, so it's not like we're constantly in the same building, but um sometimes I work right. Thursdays. She works Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday usually. Um, and I usually have Thursday, Friday, and Saturday off. So, do you, do you talk crap about people at work? Uh, probably more than we should. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I don't know if yeah. it's talking crap or if it's just I don't know. Probably more. Probably should need to to back off on that because that's not something I would generally have ever done. Yeah. Oh, we do. Yeah. But you don't work we in don't the same building. Together. We don't even work together, and we will talk crap about yeah. each other's coworkers. Well, so here's the thing: like, I might talk crap about people, but I'm really not judging them. I'm really more observing and, and kind of making light of a situation. Because right. I fully admit that I have plenty of people could talk crap about me at work too, like in in certain contexts and in you know whatever situation. So it's really more of just like a topic of conversation than a judgmental thing from my point of view. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, it's, it's found, kind of unavoidable, right? Right. Yeah, it is. And I've found, um, in the past, just on a general topic of friends, um, that I've had friends from work that once we're no longer working together, it's like, I don't know what we talk about anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we, yeah. We might talk about people that we used to work with, but but that's yeah. it. And it's like, uh, what, yeah. do, what do we talk about now? You or mean, the friends that you have at work, and then you like no longer work there, and it's like, oh, you know, it was like your, you know, what work wife or work husband, you know, that person that is just like your ride or die at work, and then you stop working there, and there's and then like all communication ceases. Yeah, those and those situations. You're like, what did like, we have for all that time? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that happens a lot. There's yeah, but I think that's normal too, and that's okay. Like it's okay to have that. Yeah, no, totally. But I think like the bench. I don't know about this John Tesh thing. I'm, I'm now I'm questioning it now. The more that I think about it, because I guess maybe I mean we don't do a running tally of our day to each other. No, and, you know. So I guess we don't. But I think like if you don't have communication, you can't have a good relationship. So. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't see like, over communicating. I, I suppose there's a saturation them. point and it depends on what you're talking right. about also. I think right. I think the concept was is if you're constantly texting back and forth telling everything that event that happens and then you don't have then a whole lot to talk about. 
you know, about your day yeah. when you get home. Right. Right. That's yeah. true. No, we still have stuff to talk about when we get home. Well, there's yeah. so much that you could talk. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that happens at home that yeah. could spark books and then, in and the then, wash and, and books hamsters that get washed in the freezer. And hamsters in the freezer yeah. and, you know. and then you have Quinn who will sit down to dinner and look at both of us and go, so how was your day? <laughs> well, I'm sure your girls do the same thing. Like, yeah, ask, you know, how was school? Good. Yeah. What'd you do? I don't know. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. No. That was time. today. Yes. And, and then suddenly they want to tell you this two-hour story about something that happened. Yeah. When you don't have time to, to give them your full When it's attention. time for bed. Yeah. Bedtime. When it's time for bed mm-hmm. is when, when that comes when, up. When she's I have a question. <coughs> yeah. I need to... I have a question about girl drama. And then it's like this two-hour long yeah. Yeah. thing yeah. that I can't follow. It's a game. And it's I all a don't, game. It's, I'm like, okay. But, you know, when I pick her up from school, so how was your day? Fine. What did you do today? I don't remember. So then I tried, like, what was your favorite thing about today? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, you try different what questions and different approaches. Wait, yeah. did you try, like, what did you have for lunch? You made my lunch. Yes. I know, but I'm just trying to get you to talk. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Right now, it's all, when are you, what time are you going to pick me up tomorrow? Yeah, yeah she doesn't it. want to be at school. So. My girls do this thing, and, and I... I thought it was just because of the divorce, but if I look back, they were pretty, I don't know if bad is the right word, but they did this before, but they always want to know what's happening next and what's happening tomorrow. And you can tell them, you can tell them yeah. five or six times and it's like, it's a, a comfort thing or a nervous thing. They'll just ask again. And every time they come, they'll ask how many days, how many nights are they going to spend the night? And I'll tell them. And then they're like, well, how many nights with mom? And I'll tell them. And they're like, well, how many nights with you? And I'll tell them. <laughs> and they'll do like this this countdown thing the next day and, and say like three more nights or two more nights. And you say yes. Yeah. And sometimes they seem like they're happy that it's only two more nights. And sometimes it seems like they're sad that it's only two more nights. And it's really hard to not take that personal either way. Like if they act like they're yeah. happy, it's only two more nights. And you're like, yeah, fuck you. But if they act like they're sad, it's two more nights. They're like, ah, she, they don't want to go see Alicia. And neither one is true. It's like it's just this like nervous habit that they've all developed. It's super weird. But I think back before, like when we were all still living together, every time I'd pick them up from school, they would ask the same thing. What are we doing tonight? What are we doing tomorrow? And um, I, I don't know why that is. And I don't know if like one of them just started doing that and the other ones kind of like started copying, but they all do it now. And can, so I, th- I think for Quinn and maybe for your girls, it's like a control thing, right? Like they don't yeah. get to have any control really over it's a their lives mechanism. or what's what's happening. So to exert some control, Quinn will ask us like what's going on. And so I think that so that she feels like she knows and then it feels like she has control over the situation because uh, Quinn definitely like suffers from anxiety. And so, in, you know, and she's in therapy for it and we're, we're working through it. But there's definitely a piece of that of like the the not knowing something really can set her, yeah, you know, into tears. And so there's lots of asking about what time are you coming to do this? What are we doing now? You know, and I think I wonder if it's just a control thing when kids feel out of control. Well, they certainly do have anxiety, so that that makes a lot of yeah. sense. And I guess you know, I did when I was a kid too. Now that I think about it, 
Yeah, I always, I always have. So I probably gave it to her. And then I don't think COVID helped anything. You know, I was working in a role where, you know, I was right there front lines, you know, yeah. testing people when people weren't testing yet. And so there was rules when I came home, like I couldn't be touched. I had to shower, you know, like just all this stuff. And yeah. I think she worried about me um, dying and not coming home. Yeah. And... I think it just carried it's carried through and so she was worried about that but then dan was working from home and like now we're not and so just there's just anxiety around it you know and unfortunately you know when i wasn't at work um i was getting phone calls all the time from friends and family about covid so she and we don't hide things from her or dumb anything down so she has heard all the conversations about it all. Plus, she started at a new school. And she started at a new school during COVID. Um, Had to so, make all new friends yep. with masks on and yep. everything. Yeah. So I think all of it just, I mean, I think there's probably a genetics piece of it because I definitely have anxiety. Um, but then I think there's also the circumstantial piece of it. And then now she's on this kick of because now, you know, I don't work near the school anymore and I have a commute that she thinks I'm not going to come pick her up, that I'm going to, like, die in a car accident. Okay, yeah, I guess. And so she has these anxieties, and it's really around me. So that's why I can't make any male friends. (laughs) (laughs) That makes complete sense, Daniel. Complete sense. Yep, yep. Because he has anxiety women ridden women in the house. <laughs> so I wonder if the reason you and I became friends is because I can relate better to women than men. So maybe you're just not a real man. So And I'm not a real man. So maybe we just, just uh, you know, we gel together because we, of that. Oh, I definitely think that has something to do with it. Yeah. 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 I mean, as someone who's married to the one next to me, I have always loved that he's not a typical male. Oh, yeah. I think that's like, great. That he can have these conversations and that, you know, he just is super comfortable in his skin and he owns who he is and he owns, like, his passions and being a nerd and, like, and he doesn't subscribe to what society says the male role should be. Yeah. I, and I love that. I, I absolutely love that. I love that Very too, Daniel. Very nice of you to say. That's going to all get cut out of the show. <laughs> So, you know. <laughs> I'm saying it because it's the truth. But it's true. I've always, uh, I'm similar, Jeremy. I've always had an easier time making friends with girls. And I think when I was younger, it was just like flirtatious thing. But then it became like, a, well, I just know how to talk to them better. You know? Yeah. Like it started as flirtation and then it just became a skill of just being able to talk to women better and being more inclined to just because I am um, like when I was younger I I would be lying if I said that it wasn't like yeah she's pretty I want to talk to her so I would have that initial uh, inclination to talk to women and then it just became a natural ability to just talk to women easier See. But like you went, you went to my high school reunion. Yeah. You heard the stories about how. So he he didn't want to go to his high school reunion because he was like, oh, nobody liked me. Pam, where was me? And I was like, I really think you should go because I want to see how people really perceived you. Like, because the perceptions that we have of ourselves is not normally how people actually perceive us. So I convinced him to go, 
And every person there and all the women were just like, he was just the best guy. He was just amazing. Like, (laughs) they all loved him. Now, did they love him in a romantic sense? Like, maybe not. But they just thought he was, like, the best, most chivalrous, safe Like, they, you know, they felt like he was safe. And in high school, for a girl, that's huge. And so everybody said how wonderful he was. And he's going into it thinking everybody hated him. So I proved you wrong. So it's it's good that you went, Daniel. (laughs) Yeah, it's good that he went. What were you going to say? I forgot. Um, (laughs) Oh, no, I was going to say it's it's interesting that you, you, like, when I talked to girls when I was younger, if I was attracted to them, I couldn't talk to them. It was like the opposite of you. Like I yeah. I would just clam up and get so shy and embarrassed. Um, yeah, that was me with boys that I liked. Yeah. I couldn't talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I remember I had this crush on this guy. I had gone on a cruise and I got like braids put in my hair and he was like comes up to me and he's like, I like your hair and I just went, I got braids. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me, and I was like, and then I said again, yep, braids. And he's like, yep, and he walked away because I could not like, thank, say anything else. Thank you. It's not for sale. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Well, anywho. Anywho. We should wrap this up. Yeah, it was good talking thank- with both of you. Yeah. Thanks for... Uh, it's good talking to you. I haven't talked to you for, like, ever. Yeah, it's been a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel, can you start so we can interrupt you again, please? <laughs> thanks for coming on no the thanks show. i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> too much fun god all right this is the last time this shit's ever happening that's for sure <laughs> just kidding it was wonderful having you on uh-huh. jeremy it was wonderful talking to you as always likewise thank you for being a friend Travel down that road and back again. My um, girls are slowly chipping away at that candy corn. <laughs> I was just, just going to ask, how was your candy corn? They only like the traditional candy corn, so they, they pick around all the other ones. And I haven't actually done this yet, but I am going to put some in a wax melter and see if it'll work. There you go. Because I think there it will. Go. Actually, that's so funny because I just saw a Facebook, like, real. It was, you know, not it's Facebook's TikTok. Yeah. And it was somebody doing that. God damn it. Why am I always a day late? Always a day late. (laughs) Um, I just saw that tonight. It's funny. Um, Did it work? Huh? Did it work? Yeah, it worked. Sweet. So anyway, all right. And thank you, good listeners, for listening to this episode of Of Course We Have a Podcast. Uh, we do plan on having more guests in the future, but this was just the first one. I think it went pretty well. And, yeah, uh, yeah we will uh, talk to you later. Um, we'll, we'll have one more show before Christmas and then probably have a little bit of a break for Christmas time. You're making all these executive decisions without me. I was like, we're gonna, you know it's only the 29th of November. We're going to have more guests. We're going to only have yeah. one more show. Then we're taking a break. <laughs> wow. Am I like Norman Osborn? I'm being run out of this organization? No, because I was looking at the calendar while we were talking earlier. and I thought you said no phones. 
<laughs> for you. Oh. And um, I agree with Jeremy. You can't run the ship. You have to. It has to be. Well, if everybody interrupts me all consensus. the time, I'm not going to be able to run the ship. It has to be consensus. Am I? So <laughs> you're probably right about the episodes, though, because this one won't be up for like a week, right? And then. Right. Yeah. So. We'll have one more show, and then it'll be Christmas and New Year's, and we're going to be away for New Year's. We're going to have. Fam- the 27th is on a Tuesday, which is my family, my parents' anniversary. Yeah, my family will be here. We'll probably get together with all of them. Again. So yeah. it's going to be too busy. Um, We're seeing them the 26th. Anyway. Shh. <laughs> they might listen to this show. You said on last week that your parents were supportive, so I'm not sure how I'm the bad that was one. That's a joke. <laughs> He's playing both sides just in case. <laughs> right. They, my dad did say that he listened to one of the episodes. The one that you guilted him into listening to. Right. It to. was the one that I like texted him and said, "Please listen." We need to do a music episode, and then he'll listen. That that reminds me when we talked about um, our streaming. We never touched on music streaming. Hello. No. You're right. We didn't. Yeah. 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 Well, you're an Apple Music guy, right? Because it's free. Well, it's not free. Yeah. Oh, well, it's free because you for Veri- your Ver- provider, for, right? Yeah, through Verizon. But no, right. before that, I actually was Amazon. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know why, but I was. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm Apple Music, and let me tell you, I have. Spotify envy all the time, especially when people are posting stuff like they are right now with their like festival list. Have you seen this? Like yeah, they do festival a, poster. The Spotify does a bunch of shit at the end of the year. That's that's fun. Like yeah, data it's points. Fun. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I want that. But Apple Music doesn't do that shit. So well, no, they do your year in review. So pretty soon I'll get it like a year. What? Yeah, my most listened to songs and. 2022 but it'll be full of like cotton eye joe and the stupid shit the kids like (laughs) like like to listen to over and over and over and over and over Uh and over Uh yeah hocus Uh hocus pocus too which i love don't get me wrong but if i have to listen to that soundtrack one more time this year oh Uh, please don't tell quinn there's a soundtrack jesus thank god we've never had that i mean i loved it but i don't need the soundtrack yeah i don't need to listen to the soundtrack all the time yeah Right now we've transitioned to Christmas music, so it's which I'm already over. <laughs> That's all I want for you. <laughs> all, all I want is you. She was totally lip syncing at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, by the way. Oh my gosh, it was so obvious. Like, yeah. I mean, that was just the original tr- yeah. track of that song. She it wasn't was even trying. Even... No, <laughs> she wasn't. <laughs> It's just like this is they're paying me a lot of money to stand here and pretend to sing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just gonna take the check. I mean, I don't blame her. I would do it too. Good for her. Fine. People forget that she actually had a lot of regular pop hits at one time. Oh she did. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Dan wanted to marry her daughter. Stop. Really? Do you have to do this? <laughs> Wait, which daughter? Would you be? But she didn't you... have a daughter. Oh, I was going to say. She didn't have a daughter. So I was very young, you know, when she first started with that one video where she's wearing short shorts and swinging on the swing. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I remember having a huge crush on her and... 
thinking, well, she's way too old for me, so I'll just marry her daughter when I'm older, because she'll have a daughter by then, and I'll and her daughter will be about my my age. Makes sense. So I'll just marry her daughter. Well, she didn't have a daughter till much later in life. I don't think she's much older than me. So therefore, I'm not sure what this says. Yeah, no, she's she's not. I mean, I guess Daniel's quite a bit younger than us. When I was like six, and she became popular in 1990. Yeah. Yes. I. She was like 18. I was gonna say, yeah. I felt like she was much older than me. She was an adult, and I was six. So. You're not. You were not eighteen when I was six. You were fourteen. That's different. Yes, that's still. <laughs> I was closer to her age than yours. No, you weren't fourteen. Wait. Yes, you were fourteen. Yeah. I was born in seventy-six. Shit. Yeah. So I was closer to Mariah Carey's age than yours. <laughs> so. Still. Still. I. Anyway. See. This is why. Why the hell did you bring that up? What the fuck is wrong with you? Whoa. Wow, look at that mil- this is my wow. millennial wow. attitude. This is what happens out. when you text all day. Defensive much? <laughs> Thy doth protest too much. <laughs> that's, a, that's a millennial trait. Us Gen Xers, we, we, we have a little more patience in that, Daniel. Right, yeah. yeah. Now I just feel like I'm getting ganged up on. <laughs> all right, okay. now we need to close out the show. Okay, let's do it. All right, see you later. Bye. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Too young to be this tired. It's it's ten. It's almost ten fifteen. We need to go to bed. I'm tired. I know. I have a six thirty staff. Yeah, you got to be up early. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let me do this right.